Welcome to the Geek Explore Not Off Topic Debrief. This is Ben Robinson. Hey, and this over here is John Williams. Uh, here we are to give you our off-week casual chat show. And I think we're going to uh, to make an effort today to make it a little bit more of that. Um, you know, we I think we, we did this a few episodes back where we were talking about how, you know, we, we've become just like a news headline show. And we do that for like 45 minutes to an Ooh. hour. And it, it's it, that wasn't what we initially set off to do with this. So, of, of course, if there's big topics, we need to cover it. We need to talk about it. But I don't know. Like I, I would rather come to this show with a conversation starter that is in the geekosphere. Geekosphere. Why is that hard to say all of a sudden? I don't know. Might have been from drinking last night. Might have been. Thank you so much. I was going to keep rambling until you said something. I was like, I I see your head nodding. I'm sure you're waiting for me to stop, but I I didn't want dead air. Because, I mean, because we don't have the ability to edit that out. No, it's it's beyond our capabilities. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. I don't have a big list of of news topics, and um, I like it. It's easier that way, too. Yeah. So how are you doing? <laughs> doing good. I, uh, I went whitewater rafting yesterday with my daughter and, uh, it was fucking cool. I hadn't done that in, you know, maybe almost 20 years. It'd been a while. Yeah. You told me about that a couple of days ago and I was turbo jealous. Yeah. I, I've been wanting to go back on the river for quite some time now, but that shit is not cheap. Like years ago, we had a friend who was a guide and she would just take us for free. Yeah. So that, that was, that was the best. Yeah, we looked into it a few years ago, uh, like, because we had a, um, a family friend come in for summer, and we were like, oh, it'd be cool to go fucking whitewater rafting, because, you know, she was from Texas, and uh, there's no whitewater in Texas. <laughs> you need, you need like, somewhere from the water to drop from. Yeah. And there there's just brown and stagnant. There. Yeah. You know, we looked into it, and it was like 200 and something bucks a person. Holy shit, that's even more than I thought. Yeah, we were like, No. We're not going to spend, you know, almost a thousand dollars to go whitewater rafting. We'll do something else. So we ended up going to like Yosemite, yeah, and a few other places, and uh, it was also awesome. And it didn't cost a thousand dollars. Holy shit, dude! That's like Disneyland money. Yeah, right. And it still kind of was because, like, we did this. It was through the the Girl Scouts, so they had like a big group. I think there was like thirty almost 30 people that went. So you get a bit of a discount and, but it was still a hundred bucks a person. Or they take like two or three rafts. Yeah. Four. We had four. Rafts. Oh, okay. Yeah. You had about eight people in each raft. Oh, wow. It was a lot of fun cruising down the river there. The water was actually the highest they'd seen it so far this season. Surprisingly, I guess they're letting more water out upstream because uh, okay. Folsom Lake is getting so low. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It looks terrible. Awful. Like even worse than the droughts a few years back. Yeah. It's shockingly low. And so they're letting a little bit more water out, but I mean, there's only so much water they're going to have eventually. Yep. Sorry, LA. You ain't getting shit. So, so the water was, was just about right. Uh, meat grinder and, uh, and Satan's cesspool were all, were all <laughs> solid class threes. Nice. So it was fun. It, 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 my, my daughter actually had fun, which was nice. She smiled oh, yeah, yeah, outside. I, she was, I actually got stuck in a different raft from her <laughs> because there was, uh, like nine of us, or there was eight of us, but there was, you know, you had to have a guide in the boat. Yeah. So there was, I, there wasn't room for me. So I was just in a different boat, but it was cool because I was on like the leader guy, like the manager dude. And so he would go through first and then he'd turn around and we'd float backwards so he could watch him in case anyone fell out, he could help and whatnot. Yeah. So I still got to see her come down most of the rapids. Which yeah. Is cool. 
And so, you know, she couldn't hide her smiles from me. Did you guys just get in up at Coloma? Yep. Nice. Yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun. It was like 110 fucking degrees, though. Dude. But thankfully, the water's like 62 degrees. So you get in there. Feels good feels to jump nice. in. But like, there was a breeze coming up the canyon. And uh, it was like a blow dryer, man. Like you were just, you would dry off so fast. <laughs> yeah, that was going to be my my initial, you know, like usual, the how you doing? And and then there we'd, we'd go ahead and talk about this fucking heat. <sighs> I feel like like we live in a place that does have weather and seasons so we we do often get to talk about it i know it's uh it's boring small talk when you're you know when it's when it's all you have to talk about but yeah it is topical i guess it's fucking gross it is so gross right now i read that death valley yesterday or the day before matched the world record for hottest reliably recorded temperature and what was that 130 degrees holy shit so thankfully up here it was only a hundred and like ten hundred. Yeah, you know, I think my dad said at his house yesterday his thermometer that usually under reports said it was one hundred and twelve. Oh really? Yeah, my car was saying one hundred and eleven. Like while we were moving, so it wasn't just you know. I don't. I don't really trust yeah, car. Me neither. Temperatures like like especially when it's been sitting there stagnant. But if you're out and moving around and stuff, I I trust it a little more. But yeah, it gave me one eleven all day. Yeah, on the way back, Annie said one thirteen, but. Gross. I think hers over reports a bit. I think it's it, I think it's a little high. It would make sense if it's her car. You know, that it would uh, Yeah, that it would kind of exaggerate yeah, slightly and yeah. uh, <laughs> and be a little incorrect. <laughs> yeah. You know, almost correct. <laughs> I bet her car doesn't listen to her podcast either. <laughs> yeah, she probably tried to play it one time and, and it wouldn't like, work. No. <laughs> so uh how have you been? Other than hot. Shit. Uh yeah, the I've I've been well. Yeah, working on things both day job and outside of it. Um, I, I once again fell into the fucking trap that, that I know I shouldn't on social media, you know, trying to, trying to reason with somebody or, you know what? I should just mind my own fucking business yep. you know, and not even engage anyone. But there was a comic book that came out this last week that, that had, you know, it was, it was the first issue in a, in a new series, but it was a takeoff from an old series. And, a character from that old series that was popular shows up and then almost immediately, well, not almost, but pretty immediately dies. So the morning of, you know, Wednesday, new comic day, before I even get a chance to get into the comic shop, I'm just scrolling through Instagram, you know, looking at, at, uh, at some artist posts and stuff. And then sometimes it just has those comments that are just there displayed. Like I don't go looking through comments. I don't give a shit about what people have to say. Um, but then it's like, oh, good job killing off this person. I'm like, oh, and look, you've even done a good job. I don't even know what comic or character you're talking about because you're trying not to spoil it for our listeners like a gentleman. Exactly. And that, and that was, that was kind of my point. Like I went and got the comic just to make sure he did spoil it, but I just called it out. You know, I was like, I think I was a little snarky at first, which didn't help anything. I was just like, really, dude, you had to say it. But on my, you know, it's like, say what? On my second message, sorry, I won't go through the whole thing. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I even did, you know, say like, hey, my, my first message was snarkier than I meant it to be. Because I was really trying my hardest to just be civil and just to say, hey, you know, maybe be a little more vague about it. Because, yeah, you know, be the, considerate of other people that yeah, haven't read it yet. Yeah. The comic shop wasn't even open. Like, I couldn't have read it. And, uh, and boy, did this guy not want to be told what to do at all. And I don't know. It just got blown up into such a big mess. 
And it, it, it was so frustrating. And I, I don't. What was his argument? Was he just like, well, fuck you. I don't care if you've read it. I'm all about me. Yes, basically. That's that's basically what it boils down to. He's a selfish prick. Yeah, and like okay. and like well, the, yeah, the I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, the first the first retort was like, it's like 5 pages, so I doubt I spoiled anything. Like, wait, what do you mean? And like, you know, I I stayed very civil about it until until he moved it into private messages and man, I I mean, of course, if you can't reason with somebody and you've given them an argument that that is, you know, they they know you're right. They know that what you're saying is true, yeah. but they'll be fucking glog damned if they're going to admit that. So then it just turned into him looking at my my Instagram posts and telling me that I need to get better at drawing and I need to practice. What a prick. Yeah. So the guy's just an asshole. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. He he I mean, he even tried to say that my argument didn't hold any water because I wasn't a because I didn't have posts on my Instagram that had to do with the property that this comic book came from. Did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like obsessed. Oh, so so he's a gatekeeping prick too. Yes. Yeah. Only real fans would understand yeah. what I'm talking about. I would validate your your uh, your desire for uh, for things to not be totally spoiled if you had posts that were that that showed you were a true fan of this property. And like that's all I was suggesting to him. Like just just don't be so blunt about it. You know, he could have said like. Hey, way to go with this character. Or like, oh, geez, I can't believe you did this with... with Yeah, so people yeah. in the know know what he's talking about, and people yeah. that don't, don't. Yeah, well, you know, don't feed the trolls, John. I know. Well, don't and, engage with internet assholes, because they're just there to fucking piss you it's, off. It's and true. To to get you riled up and uh, make themselves feel like they're super smart and awesome. Yeah, that's, that's what Angelina was telling me, too. Yeah. But I didn't want to hear that from her. Fuck I, those guys. Yeah, I was like, you can't tell me what to do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, she's not even a real Instagram user. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, okay, boy. so let's let's jump into a little business first off because you know there 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 was a bit of news that I think deserves special attention, especially on our show. Um, that was, of course, the passing of Richard Donner on July fifth. As far as I know, I didn't follow up like today, but um, I know Ed, the day of and the day after they had not released a, uh, a cause of death, but dude was 91 years old. Like, I didn't realize he was that old. Like yeah. when I heard about it and they were like, yeah, died at 91. I was like, holy shit, that's a good run. Yeah, that's an old MF. He he got a lot of good years. I mean, and apparently he was he was cognizant enough and like still living life enough to where you know like a few months ago they were talking about the possibility of a new lethal weapon and i don't know if maybe i mean for all we actually know that could have been like early onset or not early but like dementia yeah. and then everyone's just like yeah yeah incredibly late onset dementia <laughs> yeah we're like yeah richard that sound that sounds like a great idea if you're feeling up to it let's do it and like maybe they knew that he was not long for them for the world but yeah, and for anyone who is uh, not familiar with who Richard Donner is... Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, he obviously did Lethal Weapon, uh, The Goonies, Superman, the motion picture. Uh, did How many of the Supermens did he do? He only did one of them. It was just um, that one, right? Yeah, he had shot the, uh, the first one. And, well, they were shooting the first two concurrently, and then budget and, and, uh, and deadlines got way out of hand so they decided to rush the first one out and then it did really well but richard donner and the producers uh the salkines and um who's it pierre spangler maybe 
really did not get along. So after the success of the first one, they fired Richard Donner and then brought in Richard Lester, who reshot a bunch of it. Had to have a dick directing the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dick recting. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And and he also did Superman 3. But years later, after fan campaigning, um, they did do the Superman 2 Donner cut. Yeah, I thought I'd heard that. Yeah. Yeah, So, But he just recut the movie that... No, he he, didn't make? he got to pull out a shit ton of his footage that they can't. Oh, cool. um, and and that Richard Lester reshot. Um, they did they did reuse a bunch, but I mean it 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 wasn't really a complete movie because special effects weren't finished, and the original ending for Superman two was going to be him flying around the Earth and reversing everything that the three Kryptonian assholes did. What's well, a that, that's. Exactly what he did in the first one. Well, no. That, so what I'm saying is when they when they rushed the first one out. Oh, they put the end that was supposed yeah. to be in the second one in the first one. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they they ne- he never had a chance to redevelop the ending for number two. Uh, so to be honest, I can't remember exactly how they ended it on the Donner Cut. It's been several years since I've seen it. It's weird to think that even back in 1978, they were doing the let's look forward multi-movie thing. Yeah. I didn't think that was really a thing until later on. Yeah, Superman was a trailblazer back in the day when he got respect. Yeah, right. Because, yeah, I mean, what other big movie franchises were there in the 70s? Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, the Herbie, the, uh, the Love Bug. <laughs> but I like none of those were made with sequels in mind. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't planned. Like Godfather, but like, I don't, I think yeah. they made The Godfather. And then, I mean, there was more books to go on after that, but I, I don't think they made it with the intent to make a second godfather did they yeah maybe not up top yeah yeah you're probably right because because godfather was its own story and that was it yeah and now you can't make a fucking movie hardly unless it is tying into some sort of greater fucking series and at the very least you've got to plant seeds for the possibility yeah like there has to be dangling threads somewhere which i don't like yeah but um you know, yeah, like you said, Superman, fucking Goonies, like shit that we've covered on here yeah. before. He he directed episodes of The Twilight Zone. Um, yeah, he directed The Omen. But yeah, which is definitely different from, yeah, not like Goonies or Superman or Maverick. Yeah, or Lethal Weapon. Yeah, man. Ugh, uh, of all the movies to watch to honor uh, Richard Donner. Angelina wanted to watch Maverick, so we did, and it just, it didn't hold up the same way. Oh, really? Like, I I loved it when I was a kid. I loved loved it, but man, it was, it was entirely too long. It, it it felt like such a slog. It was really weird. She didn't want to watch Scrooged. Oh, yeah. Or The Lost Boys. She does like that movie. He didn't do Lost Boys. That was uh, Joel Schumacher. Oh, really? Another superhero movie director. Yeah, maybe he produced it or something. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, like Richard Donner and Lauren Schuler Donner, his uh, his wife, were prolific uh, movie producers. Yeah, like, if, if, it, if it weren't for them, we probably wouldn't have the X-Men. No shit? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Lauren Schuler Donner and Dick Donner were, sorry, Richard Donner. Uh, I'm so used to seeing interviews with people when they call him Dick Donner, just like Chris Reeve. You Is that know? what he went by? He yeah. went by Dick? Yeah. All, uh, Corey Feldman and, uh, and the rest of the Goonies, you know, called him Dick Donner and uh, Steven Spielberg. You know, any, anyone I hear talking about him in like movie commentaries or anything, it calls him Dick Donner. 
I wonder why he didn't just go by Dick Donner as his movie name then. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he just didn't want to see Dick in giant letters in the beginning <laughs> of his movie. Or? Um, I, you know, I've I've thought about in credits going by Jonathan. You know, there's there's just a, a a little more a little more poop to it. You know, just Jonathan. Like my buddy Chris started going by Christopher. You probably have to, because John Williams already has made a name for himself, so you have to differentiate yourself. Yeah, speaking of Superman. <laughs> oh, he also directed Lady Hawk, which I haven't seen in a decade, or probably a couple decades, and I want to watch that again. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Oh, yeah, with Rutger Hauer and Michelle Pfeiffer and Matthew Broderick. I don't know. The name doesn't... What's it about? Um... That's probably not interesting podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it's been so many years and I tried to read a synopsis before telling Angelina about it because I think there's a bit of a, a, a mystery in the movie that once you've seen it, like it's just casual conversation. Oh yeah, this happens, but I, I don't, oh, yeah, I don't right. want to reveal it. So it's okay. got Matthew Broderick as a little thief and Rutger Hauer is a, uh, is a, he's like an old knight or something like on a revenge mission against like a an medieval asshole. knight. Yeah. Yeah, Lady Hawk takes place like in knights armor sorcery times. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, curious. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Um. So, R.I.P. Richard Donner. You brought more joy into my life than probably any other director besides Steven Spielberg. Yeah, I could see that. And and it's probably up there too. I mean, if Spielberg hadn't had a hand in Goonies, that that might have been the tipping point. But yeah. <laughs> No, they, the, those two men are responsible for a vast majority of my favorite. Oh, yeah, because Spielberg even produced fucking Back to the Future. So, all right. Stevie, Stevie Spielberg, you still got number one, but, ooh, that's awfully disrespectful. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe cut that shit out. Stay on know. your toes, Spielberg. You <laughs> yeah. lost the magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you need to get your shit together, buddy. Yeah, but Richard Donner, my goodness, sad. So I guess on a uh, brighter note, I, I, I'm guessing you're not bringing up Black Widow. No, I, I you know, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I thought I'd, you know, when I heard it was on Disney plus, I was like, oh, cool. It'll be like the stuff on HBO max where you get to watch it. But then I realized when I went to go watch it, that it was more like Mulan where Disney wants you to pay $30 to watch it. And, uh, I don't know. It's kind of a two-year-old movie at this point. My excitement had worn off for it to the extent that I don't really want to pay $30 to see it. I'll wait until it's not $30, which I'm guessing won't be super long. Stuff doesn't seem to stay in the theaters or in premium for much more than a month or two these days. See, I feel like that's more the case with stuff that isn't Disney. Like Disney has always had that weird, like proprietary, like we are controlling this and it's special and we're going to make you realize it's special, like with the vault. Fuck that. Yeah. So I, I don't see them moving it to free as quickly as other services do. I imagine it's going to be a good six months. Yeah, um, I've waited two years. What the fuck's another six months? Yeah. Cause you know, again, like, I was pretty stoked to see it when it, when it was supposed to come out, and uh, it just kind of faded away. Yeah, to be honest, I was never really stoked to see it. I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, the Black Widow character was dead. Yeah, she died in Endgame. Spoilers. And, like, her, her and Hawkeye, they were the least interesting people in the, in the MCU for me, and I, I don't think either of them deserved their own movie or TV series. We're going to get a, a Hawkeye Disney Plus series. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I didn't care much about WandaVision or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
And uh, still don't really care about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So <laughs> you, I haven't gotten you mean around Captain to Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Represent. Well, not, it's still called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Not at the very end. Well, I haven't like, seen it, so I don't know what it is at the very end. Oh, you end. haven't? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for some reason I thought you'd watched it when you uh, when you brought it up. No, no, I, 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 I still haven't cared enough about it to, like, I saw it and I was like. Spoilers. Like, <laughs> like, when I was on Disney Plus the other day, I watched an episode of Loki, the latest one, and it ended. And I looked at it and I was like, eh, should I watch that? And I'll watch something else. Yeah, it wa- it wasn't bad, but it, it's you know it's another series with what six or eight episodes. Yeah, I think it was only six, and so it's six hours or so of my life, um, which uh, if Disney had their way would include what thirty minutes of credits. Yeah, because they, you know, I, okay, I, I'm gonna bitch All about right. Disney Plus. You know a what really bit grinds here. my uh, gears yeah. about Disney Plus? They they've got like the whole five minute credit scene after all of these things, and when you stop playing it. And you go back to watch it again. It's like, you want to continue watching at the five minutes to the end? of No, I want to watch the next fucking episode. That's clearly the credits. And I didn't want to watch them the first time. I don't want to pick up where I left off, Disney. Well, see, and where I thought you were going to go with this and where I will go with this is that it would make more sense to me if they were saying, you sure you don't want to watch this? Like, it's a Marvel thing, post credits scene. But most of these episodes don't have anything after the credits. Thank God. I think it's only like once or twice in... in uh, in the run of all these shows that I've, that I've actually caught something. The post credit scene is a trope. I would love to see die. I'm so fucking sick of that. I, I like it. I, I enjoy it. I want, I want my little, my little teaser for what's coming next. Nope. Or even like, like a uh, guardians of the galaxy two maybe with like Howard the duck at the end. Like that was fun. I don't need shawarma, but I mean, they're fun. I don't mind the scene itself. I don't like the idea of trying to get people to sit through the fucking credits. You know, I, I guess maybe I don't mind it so much because you like you get to sit there and like, uh, OK, sorry for all my stuttering. When you get out of the movie, what do you do? You go stand in the lobby or if it's nice out, you stand outside for a good five, ten minutes and you talk about the movie you just watched. You can do it while the credits are rolling and then you get a little you get a little bit and then you get to move out. It doesn't change the experience much for me having to sit there through credits like I've never I'm never really going like, oh, these fucking credits, like, hurry up. Yeah, I guess. I just, you know, it's just irritating. Like, if you don't want to sit through the credits or you didn't go to the movie with someone you want to talk to. (laughs) What the fuck are you going to the movie? (laughs) You know, don't go to a movie with someone you want to talk to. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. It's a movie. Uh, And you don't want to sit through them. Now you missed out on some little kernel that you're going to have to watch on YouTube in a few weeks. Read about it on the internet. I don't know. It's just a trend that I don't think is adding any value to the experience for me. Yeah. Speaking of uh, of Loki, I mean, I know we're not going to do a big rundown until the entire show is over, but at this point, there's five episodes of six, so we're just we've just yeah, got one more to go. Episode left. Just real quick, are you enjoying it? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's keeping me keeping me engaged. Yeah, me too. There we go. That was quick. Yeah, I wish I wish there was. I don't know. The timing wise, it's not working out because by the time we talk about this, it will have been out for a week and a half. Yeah. Or I mean, by the time yeah, we don't have to worry about spoilers. This. Yeah, it's true. We won't have to tack it on at the end. Um, but going back to Black Widow, like, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like, I, I just I'm not going to pay 30 bucks to see it in my living room. If somebody had a truly like badass home theater system and there were a bunch of us over there and we were all throwing down and it was like an exciting moment for us, then 
cool, great. Or, you know, even if you guys wanted, wanted to, wanted to all get together to watch it, but it's like for myself and Angelina to watch it in our living room, I, I, I don't need to see it that bad. If, I mean, if the same thing happened with the new Spider-Man movie and, and I wasn't willing to go see it in the theaters, then okay. I, they probably would get my money for that. Yeah, I realized yesterday the thing that was motivating me to want to watch Black Widow the most was uh, on YouTube. I saw the pitch meeting, like a thing for the pitch meeting for Black Widow. And I was like, I want to watch that, but I want to have watched the movie first. So like the fact that I have to wait to listen to that guy lampoon the movie is the thing that makes me want to watch the movie the most. Is not a good sign for fucking that movie's hype for me. I'm going to watch the pitch meeting. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like I was actually curious about, about the red guardian character. And, and I was just like, man, I just want to know what happens to him. Like, I'm, I want to know if, you know, like, like what if, what if like a mentor character often in mythology, like he dies in the movie. I'm like, I want to know if he's going to come back in the future or like, what if he's a bad guy or something, you know, like, but I couldn't find an article that just straight up spoiled it. So, but I, I went looking like that. That's, that's how little I cared about this movie. Yeah. Well, and I, and I kind of want to watch it with fresh eyes. Like I don't want to watch someone that tells me all the stupid things about it and then go into the movie and focus on all those stupid things and enjoy it less. You, you know, want to give it a proper chance. Yeah, I want to give it a fair shake, you know? So I will watch it when it's free. And uh, like on that note, like I went to watch uh, black widow and realized it was $30. And so instead I watched Tenet because I hadn't seen Tenet. Oh yet. shit. I still haven't seen yeah, it's it. It's on HBO max now. Yeah. And uh, I watched it and it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It Did... wasn't as confusing as people made it sound like it was. Oh, okay. I guess maybe Ooh, people, just... ha... people are just stupid, yeah, right? Just dumb. No, <laughs> I, I mean, there's some time backwards and forwards stuff going on all throughout it, but I mean, that's only two directions. It seems fair. Yeah, once you understand that that is happening, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty easy that, to wrap your it's brain not that around. Hard to grip. Well, just to uh, just to add a little bit more to the to the Marvel talk, and then I'm done. That's all I've got. Is uh, we got we got a our first like big full trailer for What If, the yeah. TV series, the animated series coming out on Disney Plus. Did you get a chance to see that? I did. I know you did. Yeah, it looks cool. <laughs> I still wish they were doing What the instead, but I'll, t- <laughs> I'll take What If. You know, I wouldn't be shocked because Marvel's so tongue in cheek and they love their uh, their humor. If there was one episode that was what the where it was all just spoofs and parodies and That'd shit, be awesome. Yeah, um, I mean this animation style. I'm really curious how they do it. Like if they're building things in 3D or if they're or if they've just got a new cell shading technology because it's it's really really cool. And I'm super looking forward to this uh, this series. Or if they're like rotoscoping it with not top dollar actors and then having them yeah just having like drawing you know the robert downey jr looking tony stark in well i I didn't didn't even think about that with like with like uh performance capture suits like that would totally make sense or even just video like you know you do thing where they animate over the video essentially well yeah but i mean like i think these days like like the, the with the technology for for motion capture and performance capture I think it would be even easier for, for, for the rotoscoping effect to do something like that and then just put a skin right on top of that because everything's built in there. Like, you don't have to... Can you imagine that? Like, being animators back in the day for Disney and the Fleischer Studios where, like, you have actors and you're just painting over frame by frame. Like, ugh. Man, but it looked good. Yeah, it looked really good. 
Yeah, so we saw we saw the uh, the Sharon Carter Captain America thing. Yep, yeah, we saw Killmonger save Tony Stark. That's right. Um, we have we saw some more of those uh, those zombies like Zombie Cap, and did we see a uh, who was it Iron Man? Maybe I, I feel like I saw another zombie character that I hadn't seen before. Oh well, maybe yeah, I, maybe I we did, maybe we didn't. Yeah, I didn't take note of the zombies <laughs> hardly. I mean, I saw uh, Black Panther working with. Um, Yondu. Yondu, yeah. We had a bit more of that, too. Yeah. I'm super looking forward to this series. What If was always a cool comic. Because, yeah. I mean, it would be like, you know, here's this big event that happened. What if it happened differently? And you get to, you know, screw around. Maybe they'll do uh, Ant-Man climbing up Thanos' butt. <laughs> <laughs> As a little fan service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, they always ended in, like, a Twilight Zone way. Where, like, the world was never, like better because this happened you know yeah if it was a spider-man story he usually died but um i really enjoyed the what if comic so i'm super looking forward to this i don't know the exact episode count i feel like early on they were saying it was going to be 22 episodes and that Holy that each shit. one was supposed to like you know sort of half hour episodes yeah and, and each one was going to like match up to a movie i don't know if that's accurate be nice to have but, a 22 episode season again yeah like everyone's down to like six now it's like fucking christ guys yeah. but i mean i kind of get it because the amount of money they're spending on i mean like the six episode season of loki i'm sure cost a fuck ton more than like three seasons of full house <laughs> yeah probably so, by like okay. a lot you 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 went you went full house okay <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say because i mean a uh, little hint like I'm, I've got I've got a little something to say about some of those special effects or like the backgrounds especially they've they've got kind of the Mandalorian issue but we'll talk about it when we do our Loki show. So I guess the other big thing that's happening, uh, big thing that uh, that's going on is the the current uh, billionaire space dick measuring contest that's going on. Have you been keeping up with that at all? Between, I have not with uh, uh, Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos. Oh, those two. Yeah, so they're incorrigible. So Richard Branson went to um to the edge of space, I guess you could say, today, I think. I think it was this morning. He took his little space plane up to like fifty-two miles in altitude, Mm -hmm. which according to the US Air Force, fifty miles is space. Okay. But it is below the Carmen line. Yeah. Which is what, like sixty-two? Yeah. And so, so basically, originally Jeff Bezos and and blue, you know, with his Blue Origin thing, and it, what is it, the uh, Alan Shepard one or the Shepard? That sounds one or familiar, something like that. The Alan Parsons one. Yeah, <laughs> the Alan Parsons project. Yeah, That's <laughs> but uh, he's got uh, he was he's scheduled to go on the twentieth and and go up and spend you know a minute and a half in space and then come back. And originally, Richard Branson was scheduled to go like a couple months from now. But then when Jeff Bezos announced that, he's like, I'm going to do it on the 11th. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to be the first billionaire in space. Eat shit. Oh, I like that a lot. Well, it gets better because then Jeff Bezos, Blue Origin put out some tweets. We're like, well, you know, 92% of the world recognizes space. It's starting at the Carmen line. And you're not going that high. But we are. (laughs) And also, we have bigger windows than you. What a bunch of petty motherfuckers. (laughs) That's fucking great. That sucks, though, because if I had to pick a side in this, I want Richard Branson to win. Because fuck Jeff Bezos, 
fuck Amazon. Like, sure, I'll, I'm probably going to buy something on there later today or something. But like fucking Jeff Bezos, like I'd rather hang out with Richard Branson. He sounds like such a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've read interviews with and like about that guy. And yeah, he seems fucking legit. Like Jeff Bezos, I would like to see him get punched in the face. Like, like I, th- I think that by Richard Branson, <laughs> yeah, well, especially. It was funny, like after he pushed, after Richard Branson pushed his date up, like someone was like, "So you do? Did you move the date up to beat Jeff Bezos?" And his response was, "Jeff who?" Oh, <laughs> so it's like you just got oh. these two juvenile fucking billionaires. Oh, that's great. Going tit for tat over over who can get to space first. Is I just I don't want Jeff Bezos to win, but. He controls the world, so yeah. he will win. Well, like, Jeff Bezos is the fucking internet fucking asshole that, that somebody's just trying to trying to give a friendly suggestion to. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, I fucked your mother. And you're like, God damn it. How, how, do, you, how do you talk to this person? He even kind of looks like Dr. Evil. Yeah, with a bald head. Give him, give him some time. Yeah. He just needs to get a scar and a white cat. See, yeah, somebody needs to punch him in the face and give him a scar. Yeah. <laughs> like, have a nice sharp ring on. I mean, well, and the thing about it is, like, it's kind of funny that, like, they're both competing to get to, like, this, you know, suborbital space thing with their with their little space projects. We've got Elon Musk, like, he's ferrying people to the International Space Station and prepping to go to the moon and shit. And, like, he's, he's way ahead of them. Like, if he wanted yeah. to go to the space station, he probably could have already. Like he oh, could have just hopped on one of his rockets and gone up into orbit and then come back. There's no reason he couldn't. Like he's got a crude capsule that's gone into orbital space already. Yeah. But uh, he didn't do it himself. So <laughs> So they're, they're putting on their big boy pants and trying to. <laughs> oh boy. That's fun. I like that. But I mean, all joking aside, I'm stoked that they're both doing it. Like they're making space, you know, this is the beginning of space tourism. Yeah. And they are working towards making that a thing. And I am all fucking for it. Yeah. Uh, I, like both of them are spending like a minute to a minute and a half in space once they get there and then coming back down, which is a little more than I'd want if I was going to pay, you know, $250,000. You mean a little less than what you'd want. Yes. Yeah. A yes. little, little less time for that giant chunk of money. Yeah. If it was free, I'd be, I'd, whatever. I'd, I'd gladly do it for free. You mm-hmm. know, $500. I'd probably go to space for a minute for $500. That might be it you'd have to do it like if the opportunity came it would be like a well i i can't not do this yeah yeah but air travel was a luxury for the rich for a long time you know Mm -hmm. i mean so i'm hoping that they get it to the point where it comes down and it's accessible to you know if, if not the masses at least uh me well yeah i mean we've probably got a good 40 years in us you've probably got a good 40 years in you um so yeah. like you know if if you if you take the trajectory of the airplane you know like you you should you should have your opportunity to get up there. Yeah, yeah, and and you know technology goes even faster. So I mean like it's Yeah. You know, I mean you think the fucking iPhone didn't even exist until what? 2010? 11 maybe? Well, yeah. Is that right? Is Something it like that? that? It always, every time I I think of that it shocks me that it was that recently ago yeah because i think ipods came out in like the early 2000s the early aughts yeah like i think it's 2000 oh 2007 oh Still. okay oh yeah i guess that would make sense with with one a year it seems like they're just ubiquitous and they've been around forever and like you get a new one all the time and it's just not that old yeah 
weird. Like I remember I had a Palm Pre back, back in like, <laughs> that was my first smartphone. Well, yeah. And like fucking Blackberries. Like, like mm-hmm. it, it's so, it's so quaint now, but, yeah. it, but it's like, like we have the power of, of we've got the knowledge of the world in our pocket as well as a high definition video camera. Yes. Yeah. Fucking bonkers. Like for any of us or anybody our age that was running around with like a camcorder when we were kids yeah, and just being 35 so shocked. millimeter film camera yeah. and having to wait for it to get it developed and shit. Yeah. Super eight. Like that's, I mean, I never had a super eight camera, but didn't Brewer. Yeah. 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 I had, I mean, I had a super eight like projector. Oh shit. For watching them. Yeah, I just remember, you know, Preston's family and your family having camcorders with like, you know, mini video cassettes. And you're like, that's nuts. Like, ooh, you've got your own cassette, you know, that has your movie on it that you shot. And it's like, that's so nuts. I can, I can shoot and edit a high definition short film on my phone and then just export it to Google Drive. And the quality is pretty damn good. Yeah. As long as I can keep my hands steady, you know, as long as I put it in the right place. It's Shit, the, good. Even a lot of the phones now, the image stabilization they have is pretty fucking good. Like, it's nuts. That's right. It kind of looks wonky and weird sometimes, depending on where, like, how much you move and how much it tries to stabilize the image. But, uh, well, and who was it? I think it was, uh, Steven Soderbergh has shot one or two films, like, on an iPhone, like, on purpose. Like short films? Like not like no. feature there films. There was a right? feature length film. I, I think it was called Unsane with uh, Emma Roberts. Really? Uh, yeah. Shot I'm sure entirely he had, like, on iPhone. Professional lighting though. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Just with instead of a camera crew, it was shot with an iPhone. Bonkers. Okay, I've got a little I've I've got a question for you. Uh, I'm curious how you feel about this. Because we've spoken many times in the past about your wife putting corn. Uh, in, in various meals and a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, I recently, for the listeners, I was over here, uh, what a week or so ago and you guys were having spaghetti and meatballs. I'm like, Oh, this sounds great. Here. I look over to my, to my left and I see Ben (laughs) shoveling corn into his pile of spaghetti. Oh, it's good. It's a good mix, man. That was so weird. And that, that wasn't like your wife's doing. She didn't like put it in there and then serve it. Like I, I put peas in my stroganoff too. I can see that. That makes sense. That, Cause that seems kind of like a pot pie, you know, you know, meat and potatoes, gravy, like peas seems like it fits there. I like mixing my vegetables in with my food. Like, like when we do chicken Parmesan, if there's broccoli, I mix the broccoli into the chicken Parmesan oh, I hate you so much. and it's so good. I like, I, like I like corn mixed into my mac and cheese. Oh, you're so weird. <laughs> um, okay. So I've got, I've got a new one for you. Um, I was, uh, I was responding to one of those, you know, question memes on Facebook about whether or not pineapple belongs on pizza. Yes. Is the answer. Eh, uh, we can agree to disagree. I, I mean, well, my official answer on their paraphrasing was just that, like, if it's there, I'm not going to be angry. I'll take it off and I'll eat the pineapple, but does it belong? I don't think so. Mm, I, oh man. It makes it so much better. I like a Hawaiian pizza without pineapple is a boring ass. Oh, pizza. it's a ham pizza and it's delicious. And then I got some pineapple to eat on the side, something sweet, separate from you, my ham pizza. You, you probably don't like the burgers with the pineapple slice on no. them either, do you? Ooh, you know, I mean, so to good. be honest, I don't think I've ever tried one of those. Oh, the break room right down here has got a really fucking yeah. good one. I it's can see so like a like a teriyaki chicken sandwich being good with some pineapple on there. I bet that would be good. Yeah, but. So somebody responded to that, to my comment on there. In fact, it was Angelina's brother. He said, try putting corn on pizza. 
if you want a, some sweetness to it. And I was like, holy shit. I even said something about like, oh, I've got a friend's family that I'm going to tell about this. See if, see if they want to try it. And your wife commented on it. She's like, very funny, Mr. Williams. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't think that would be good. More probably for texture than anything else. Like the corn texture, I think, would muck with the pizza. It'd be like, you know, you'd have all those weird little popping kernels in your mouth. Uh, Flavor-wise, I I can't imagine wanting that, but I'm... I'm open to try it. See that, and that's what's so strange to me. Is I was, I was curious. I, I kind of figured you'd be like, oh yeah, that'd be great. The texture thing I can see because even other veggies and stuff like, they don't have that kind of texture. Like I could see maybe olives being the closest thing to that. Oh, and olives are gross. Yeah, as I fuck. hate olives on pizza. But I am kind of surprised that 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 you're not more intrigued by the flavor because the flavor profiles. You know, your cheese, your tomato sauce, and your bread product are not entirely dissimilar to uh, to spaghetti. I guess that's true. I don't put cheese on my spaghetti, but... Oh, you don't I, like put Parmesan on there? Not a big... I mean, it, I, like, I'll put some on there, but it... I guess that's different than globs of mozzarella. Yeah, and it doesn't... Yeah, ex- yeah I don't put the volume of cheese on my spaghetti that I would on a pizza. That's yeah. for sure. Ooh, it's good, though, when you're reheating spaghetti. Just put a bunch of fucking cheese on there. Make it cheesy, skeddy. Oh, I've never tried that. That's, oh. I mean, cheese. So good. Cheese makes very few things worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> it would not shock me. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I'm down to try it. I, I I have no reason not to try that. All right. Next time you guys get a DiGiorno, just like take Sp- yeah sprinkle yeah, some yeah, corn a, on like a few pieces of it. Yeah. See where it goes. <laughs> we'll probably have some leftover corn and frozen pizza before too long here. Yeah. Um, during the trash bash, George from the movie cellar mentioned one of the things he did with pizza when he was younger. And I, and I, and I was also kind of intrigued. It seems completely bizarre, but I like pineapple on pizza. So I, it was one of those things like, I guess I should try this, but it was putting maraschino cherries on pizza. Okay. Two points. A, that's fucking nuts and gross. But B, <laughs> if you're putting it on Hawaiian pizza, I can see that. Like if you already like the sweetness of pineapple on there, I I could see that. Yeah, like a pizza that warrants sweetness. Yeah, like I wouldn't want to put it on my like pepperoni and sausage pizza. No, yeah, I wouldn't want to put pineapple on that either. Yeah, you know, because it's it's you're going for that meaty umami yeah. flavor, you know. Yeah, because I mean, my my family made this uh, this dish for years called Hawaiian haystacks, where it was like rice and like a a like soupy gravy sort of thing, and then it had like crispy chow mein noodles and maraschino cherries and even some some coconut and pineapple and the cherries worked on that even though it it's a really bizarre combination it still tasted good that is an interesting combination i'm like having a hard time imagining what that would taste like yeah i mean and like the, it was like a cream of chicken like sort of oh. gravy sauce and with like fresh chicken in there too huh yeah it's pretty tasty it was a it was a, a late williams family staple but I could see maraschino cherries on a Hawaiian pizza. That that would make sense to me. Like I'm down to try pretty much anything. Doesn't mean I'll like it. Yeah, yeah. But damn it, I'll try it. Yeah, I don't know. I I think maybe I'm good. Yeah, I had a couple other things, but I don't think we really need them. Yeah, I was, 47 I was, minutes. I was going to talk to you about either what you're watching or a foray into 3D modeling, but I don't know. Yeah, the only other things I had was uh, Dave Filoni's got an action figure now. 
<laughs> and uh, Kevin Smith opened the Smodcastle Pod Theater right next door to the Quick Stop from Clerks. Oh, no shit. So he's opening up a new Smodcastle. Awesome. Yeah, well, this one, you can go and like watch it live, which I think you kind of could before. Um, like in you... the old Smodcastle days, you could. And then for years, they did it in the uh, the John Lovitz Theater. And then they did it at the Hollywood Improv, uh, oh, okay. at least uh, Hollywood Babylon. So that makes sense, because he was, he was calling it like the world's first pod theater. Like it's a dedicated space for podcasting where people can watch. Oh, cool. And he's going to try and do his show there like once or twice a month. Oh, neat. All right. Wow. He's going to, is he planning on staying in Jersey? That's wild. Cause no, I think he's just going to fly out there a couple times. I don't know what his plan is. Why not? Hey. I mean, he, he said he'd like to spend more time in New Jersey cause it's home for him. You know, it's where he was brought up. Yeah. But, but it's in the same building. Like he's renting it from the owner of the quick stop. So is it like where the video store was? Pretty much like if you look at the, like you look at the picture of it, it looks like there may be three units and the middle one I think was where the video store was oh, and he's okay. on the far right one. They just never shot that far over. It was always just the, uh, the quick stop and the video store. Yeah, maybe I, it, because it seemed too big to, unless he, uh, unless the quick stop like expanded into where the video store is. Cause the video store is clearly gone. <laughs> oh yeah. No shit. I that's, didn't even think about like, that. That's not a thing anymore. Wow. Wow, yeah. Yeah, but he opened it up on the 9th, so he's... And, and you can rent it out if you want and do your podcast there. And we are going to one day. I mean, it'd be nice. No one will show up. Once we get, like, a 34th subscriber here, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Then, well, then we'll be big enough we have, for it. We have enough good fans in New Jersey. Yeah. Jersey fans, call 916-ORC-TURD. Tell, <laughs> tell, tell everyone you want us there. I mean, that would be a rad place to do a live show yeah like i think it would i mean like the only thing would be the cost because i would gladly go do it there with no audience yeah i think that would be just as we funny. put some fake audience sounds in yeah some yeah canned laughter and stuff. cardboard cutouts for, <laughs> for us to look at maybe kevin smith would be in town yeah oh boy um so you want to move on to some, rec some recommendations yeah let's do it um, well, I, I was going to cover this as like a, uh, a discussion topic, but I'll, I'll do it as a recommendation instead. There was a comic book that came out this week and, uh, where this character dies. Now, um, no, this, this was a crossover number seven. So crossover is a series that, um, it's brought to you by, by image comics or from image comics by Donnie Cates and Jeff Shaw. And they've worked on a bunch of things together. And Donnie Cates is sort of like the punk rock star of comic books right now. He's so popular. Um, he, he writes some really good, his Thor run is fucking fantastic right now. You know, it's, it's a, it's a series that was based around like basically like a rift in the world. Like comic book characters have spilled into our world in Denver, I think. And they're just like battling and fucking shit up. And there's a big dome over Denver and like, you know, comic book creators are sort of like outcast now because they're, you know, their creations are fucking up the world, kind of. To be honest, I haven't, I haven't been a big fan of the series. I read the first six issues and I was ready to drop it. I hadn't dropped it yet, I guess, um, because it popped up in my saver. And I read this issue and it was by uh, the creative team of Chip Zdarsky and Phil Hester. It was just like a, a fill-in issue. And it was meta as fuck 
and it was so good. Like Chip oh. Zdarsky is like writing a story about himself, you know, like him being a comic book creator who's on the run and, you know, who has to have like an assumed identity and shit, but it just, it gets, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but it gets wild. Like he meets up with, with a comic creation of his own and, uh, it was it was a fantastic issue. Next next issue, Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw are coming back to start their next arc. I don't know whether or not I, I want I want to <laughs> read it. It sucks when like you the fill in guy just knocks it out of the park and does something better than you did. Yeah, I mean, like, it, as, lame. <laughs> as long as you know, like if if you didn't want to read the first six issues, I mean, you could just read a little plot synopsis of it or like the blurb from the back of the trade, I'm sure would give you all the all the information you actually need because it didn't play into any of the plot points from the first arc. Just the setup of the world that that comic book characters exist in the real world. They've got a look to them where where they look like they're like the um, the four color dots of the old comic color. That's a neat concept. Yeah. Like uh, that's a cool idea for a book yeah i think you know there's there's a part of me that just i don't know uh, why i um why i reject you know like like when i was a kid i i rejected gambit and wolverine and i don't know if it was because i analyzed their characters and decided i didn't like them or if it was just like everyone in the world is saying like oh these, these guys are so fucking cool i want to be wolverine on the playground i'm like well, fuck your wolverine yeah don't you know superman's the best <laughs> yeah um but for some reason like like just this whole idea that donny cates is like the rock star of the comic creator in you know world and like he's got ads in his own comic books for like donny cates merchandise and it's like man get over yourself a little bit so like he was hyping his book and just saying, like, man, just wait till issue three comes out. Like, your mind's going to be blown. And then let's, I can't even talk about issue six. Like, holy shit, these are going to be huge. And, like, issue three came out and it was like, okay, that was neat. But that was nowhere near the hype that you were trying to generate. And, it, and I, like, it's almost like I feel kind of disillusioned by the hype around Donny Cates. Like, if he's writing something great, I'll appreciate it. Like, like I said, his Thor run is amazing right now. Um, but I don't know. Crossover just sort of left me a little deflated. Take that Donny Cates. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to start a fight with anyone, you know, cause I, he's got legions of fans. Like he is the big thing right now, but, um, I don't know. Crossover just didn't do it for me. And I, yeah, feel like it was overhyped. So is that a recommendation for that one issue? Yes. What is that issue? Seven. seven. Yeah. Okay. Holy shit. What's it called again? Uh, crossover. Crossover. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, and by all means, Go read the first, like, it's selling really well, so people like it. Um, so you may like it, too, but holy shit, that, like, that that single issue this week just just blew my brain. It was, uh, it was great. Maybe Donny Cates just got his numbers mixed up and meant to say seven when Ben said three. <laughs> yeah, no shit. All right, so I got a couple of recommendations. Um, I talked about it on the show a little while ago, uh, a show called Dark Dice. It was in the news because Jeff Goldblum was going to be on this actual Play D&D podcast. Yes. And I hadn't listened to any of it at that point, so I went back and uh, I remembered about it and went through and listened to the full first season and up through current, which there's, I think there's only like three episodes out so far this season. It's fucking great. Yeah. And, yeah. And this current season is the one with Jeff Goldblum? Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, it's very well produced. He's he's modified Five E a little bit so that it's got like a sanity system. Okay. Where people um, like take stress damage and stuff and have like a sanity level because it's it's kind of like a horror world. Oh, okay. You know, or like a horror campaign. It's got a really cool thought out plot. It's it's voice acted well. It's got great sound production. He's he had like the Budapest Orchestra like and and choir like record him custom pieces and shit for part of it. Yeah. I guess he does a few other podcasts. Uh, the Fool and Scholar Productions, I think it's called. And the way they handle the um, like combat and role play and stuff in it is really cool because it's you don't hear a lot of the stuff going on in the background. So if you're not familiar with Dungeons and Dragons or actual play, like the rules and stuff, you can follow the narrative just fine. Instead of going like everyone like, all right, roll. Like I'd like to cast magic missile, roll for damage. You know, like, okay, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to punch that guy and roll. Oh, you missed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do any of that. They play the game like normal, and he has the characters kind of describe how their successes and failures go. And you hear a few, like he'll, you'll hear him call for rolls every once in a while, or if someone gets a natural 20, you'll hear that they got that. Mm-hmm. But b- by and large, he's, you know, he's like describing the combat narratively as it played out. Like, I think he records that afterwards for the most oh, part. Oh, okay. So like, you'll get them saying stuff that goes along with it, but then like he'll add his narration over how the combat went and it makes it go really fast and smooth. Yeah, and it just keeps it flowing really well. And uh, it, it's a really cool take on actual play that I hadn't heard before. And I, I mean, there's a billion podcasts out there and I hadn't heard them all, but yeah, it is, it is much more narrative focused and still has a lot of combat, which is, I've listened to a few of them, like God's Fall was another really good one I listened to a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't, I'm not caught up on that one though, but it's, it's very narrative focused as well, but there's very little combat because they're focusing on the narrative. Whereas this one, there's tons of combat but it's described really well and he's got all kinds of spooky descriptions and shit and uh jeff goldblum's in the second season and that's fun yeah so do i need to listen to the first season to get the second season no it's set up so that you don't but you'll get more out of the second season if you've if you're familiar with what happened in the first season because they kind of talk about it here and there but they've structured it so that you don't have to but i would recommend it because the first season is really good Uh, i just want to hear jeff goldblum I mean, he has other shows if you just want to hear his sultry no, I voice. want to hear him doing a, um, and then I will, um, uh, cast the, um, the, uh. It's exactly like that, too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> oh, I fucking love Jeff Goldblum so much. Um, so yeah, Dark Dice. Go, uh, go check that shit out. It's yeah. good. Dark Dice, not Darked Ice. Nope, nope, not Dork Dice. That's probably another podcast. <laughs> Uh, and then my second recommendation is, is fairly quick. I'm working for a client right now. Uh, he, he's got a dog. Uh, he's a Dutch guy. I'm really curious or, I guess where this Belgian. is going. Uh, his dog's name is Sluber. And I, I just absolutely love that as a dog's name. So my, my other backup, my little second recommendation here is uh, name your dog Sluber. That's a great name for a dog. Sluber. Sluber. What it's does like, it mean? I have no idea. It just sounds like a dog's name. I don't know if it means anything. Let me let me check this out. Is there is the language there in Belgium? Du- it's uh, Dutch, oh, Belgium. Or, it's okay. Dutch or French. French, yeah. And he's from the Dutch side. But, okay. Uh, I think it's just a silly word. It sounds kind of like slobber, but it's slubber. Slubber. <laughs> they think it's slubber. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Slubber. 
I like it. Um, <laughs> I googled Sluber, and the only thing that came up was Deep Throat Dick Sluber Pog Amanda Panda XXX giving. I didn't click on that video. <laughs> that is the that is. The, oh boy, that's how you get yourself in trouble. Good thing that's not a work computer. Uh, oh, I guess there is uh, there is someone on LinkedIn in Amsterdam with the profile name Slub Sluber. So no, maybe it means yeah, something. Yeah, I'm Slub Sluber. <laughs> but I don't know if that's his real name. Oh boy. But anyway, if you have a dog and you need to give it a name, or you've got a dog with a stupid name like Doug, I kind of like Doug. Change it to Sluber. Pixar did it right. Like there was a Doug, and like naming that bird like Kevin. I think I think Up did it right. Yeah, I really liked that, but. Well, I had one more recommendation, and um, this may seem like a sponsorship, but we are not sponsored by them. Uh, I know of a of a, yeah. a, cer- a certain YouTube channel, yeah, that I that I watch that is sponsored by them. So I'm not going to read their ad copy or anything, but I want to call out or shout out um, Skillshare right now. I-, I wish I did have their ad copy right after saying like saying I'm not going to read their ad copy and then actually do it. I should have thought ahead. <laughs> um, but no, I I um I signed myself up for a free month on Skillshare and there is just a shit ton of courses out there and a wealth of information. Um, granted, it doesn't seem like it's as structured as something like lynda.com was back in the day or like, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about uh, Udemy. You, you, Demi, you, I have heard of neither of those. I've heard of Skillshare because I watch things on YouTube and they advertise the fuck. Out of yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, it seems a lot more creator driven and like community driven. So there are some things on there that like, you know, I was looking at like, you know, art fundamentals just to, to bone up on it or, or, you know, like basics of procreate just to see what I'm missing. Cause I, I'm, I'm kind of self-taught the birds with and that. the bees. <laughs> yeah. And there are a lot of courses, some of them, you know, there'll be like a, you know, like beginner's guide to procreate. And you see the class is like 10 minutes long. You're like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> yeah. How, how am I going to get anything out of this? And like, you know, the audio is real bad and the video isn't good. It's like, okay. So is Skillshare better than just YouTubing for tutorials? Cause that's what I generally do. I, you know, maybe it's just that, you know, maybe the, the issue I was just describing with Skillshare, as opposed to like the fancier ones is the same, you know, like the equivalent, like Skillshare to YouTube, where like on YouTube, you're going to have to sift through some yeah. incredibly unreliable stuff. So does Skillshare have like courses where like someone's put together like a full like curriculum and it's all the same guy teaching the same stuff? Um, sometimes, yes. Yeah. Like, like some creators just do random, you know, videos teaching techniques and stuff. But like I found um, this one by uh, by Hardy Fowler. This this teacher, like he uh, he does a lot of uh, digital painting for concept art stuff, mm-hmm. and he just has a wealth of, of of courses on there. It's fucking bonkers, and they are so well produced. And he gives you resources and like um, you know PSD files for like for you know working alongside the uh, oh, the course. Cool. Yeah, it's fucking wild. There's a lot of good stuff on there, and like I'm looking at stuff that's like digital paint. Uh, procreate stuff, voiceover, um, comic book writing, you know, comic book drawing like that. There's, I'm sure there's cooking lessons on there, you know, like it's not just for artists and, um, slooping uh, are there slooping lessons. I'm, I'm gonna look. <laughs> Apparently that's a thing you can do to a dick. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Skillshare, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to free month and even after that, like if I wanted to sign up for like the year, I think it's 
160 bucks normally for the year. Um, but they, they, I've seen specials on there where it's like, you know, 130, um, or if you do monthly, it's like 32 bucks a month. So if you just Ooh. needed to, I mean, if you needed to just bone up on one or two things, you know, just get it for a month be like, okay, I'm good. Neat. Um, all right. So, uh, before we wrap up, we got a voicemail. Oh shit. Um, and actually I'm looking at it. We got two voicemails from the same person. Oh, is and- it, is it drunk Trev Allen? I don't know. And one, <laughs> one of them is three minutes long. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming they ran out of time, because I think that's the max amount of time on oh, the voicemail. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Oh, no. It, was, it, oh, it wasn't drunk Trev Allen that did that. I think it was drunk Mason Andriata that left a second one. All right. Let's see who's drunk this time. No, maybe time. it was Trev. I don't know. Sorry, guys. Um, okay. Let's see what we got. Ah, uh, Ben. John. This Stan. is Dan yeah. from the movie seller. <laughs> And uh, I just wanted to drop you guys a line because every episode I listen to, you guys like beg for people to call your line. So I'm doing it. I'm calling your line. One nine one six orc turd. <laughs> and I'm not walking around, so maybe I'm a little out of breath because I'm a fat bastard. And it's hard to walk because it's like fucking in the middle of the summer. It's so hot. I bet it's not that anyway, hot in Maine. That's not the point. <laughs> The reason I'm calling is because I just listened to the Tick episode. And you mentioned about how it's really cool that the Tick is still published by the same publishing company as they always have been, New England Comics, and how cool that is. And that would be like if the Ninja Turtles was still published by Mirage. Did you know that when Peter Laird sold the rights to the Ninja Turtles to Universal, uh, which is what brought them over to IDW for publishing the comics and Nickelodeon for all the shows and everything. Um, they retained the right to publish issues as Mirage. And they did continue to do that through 2015. Um, and they still have the right to do that. I think they're just not maybe necessarily super interested in doing it, but they had a bunch of the old crew involved. Now, Kevin Eastman wasn't super involved because, you know, he's been involved as creative consultant on the, like, regular, like, the big-time IDW Nickelodeon shit. But, um, and him and Peter always had this weird thing about the way they split up. But, um, but yeah, Peter's involved, and uh, Jim Lawson is involved, who's fucking awesome. And, um... Uh, Steve Levine's involved, the dude right down the, from, right down the street from me. Um, so yeah, it's very cool. They're hard to come by because they're very limited print runs, but they are out there. And Mirage has continued, has from 1984 when the show, when the series first started until 2015 when the last issue was released. Uh, Mirage continued to release Ninja Turtles comics and they still have the opportunity to do so moving forward. Anyway, there's that. Now, additionally, I want to say this because you were too nice to say it. Fuck that dude B. Whoever that guy is who left that fucking review and was like, oh, I don't want to hear what you think about Disneyland. Like, what the fuck, dude? That is why we're listening to the show. We want to hear what Ben and John think. If you don't like that B, then you can go eat a fat sausage at Disneyland. I don't know if they have them, but you can go find one. Shove it down your throat. <laughs> oh boy! 
So that was the first one. There, there's still more. Oh boy. Uh, oh, I mean, and, and just to touch on that real quick, like that, that's, that's pretty funny. Um, and, and it turns out that is a bloodbath, a regular commenter on, uh, on Podbean, um, where our, uh, where our show lives. Um, wow. That was, that was funny. Um, <laughs> so bl- oh. bloodbath uh <laughs> you, you can get in a fight with him we're not <laughs> uh, i didn't yeah i didn't know the thing about mirage like that mirage was publishing ninja turtle comics up to 2015 i want to read some of those. yeah for some reason that that clause in there does sound familiar but i'm not going to sit here and pretend like oh yeah i knew that i had just forgotten but but yeah like once I, once he started saying that i was like oh yeah i feel like i heard jim lawson was still doing something with that but I'd be curious to see where it goes. Like if it branches off dramatically from the, yeah, you know, what we know of the popular Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Cause I remember years ago and I don't, I don't remember how in depth we, we covered it uh, when we were doing our Ninja Turtles episode, but years ago they, they had, it was like a, I can't remember which one it was. If like uh, when the, when the Ninja Turtles image series started happening i can't remember if that that was the weird one or if the or if the regular ninja turtles series that was running like concurrently like one of them had jim lawson and i remember it going weird places but i don't remember what exactly like i feel like i feel like i remember seeing something with like one of the ninja turtles having like a cyborg body or some shit i don't know yeah like oh yeah i'm curious to see where it goes yeah okay all right so here's the second half of dan's email and it's just like his show it goes on and on and on Uh, he's not drunk though yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. He's a sober dude. Yeah. What the fuck, guys? I mean, how short is your voicemail thing? It just cut me off. Like, it doesn't know how fucking long-winded I am. <laughs> you should have a special setting that if you get a call from a main phone number, then you know it's me, and you give me extended time. <laughs> All right, it won't take two hours, but I wasn't finished. So I was telling B <laughs> to go eat a fat sausage, because we want to hear what you guys think of Disneyland. Love that episode. Love hearing about what a good time John had. Or actually, it sounded like it kind of sucked. Okay, but, there we go. You know, it was still fun <laughs> to listen to and reminisce. You know, us on the East Coast, we're more Disney World type people. And me growing up in the trailer park, that was always just a dream. But I did, when I turned 18, the dream came true for me. And I got, uh, we took a family trip. And uh, in a rented van, we drove down the East Coast. It took like 22 hours. We did our Disney World trip. It's fucking fantastic. Anyway, before I get cut off again, I'm going to make this one, try to wrap this one up real quick. You want new topics for the show? I want to hear more fucking space stuff, okay? Because that is the shit that I love. And Ben, you know a lot about space. And I know you guys did like a space episode but fuck, space is vast. Do an episode about some specific topics. Tell me your thoughts about Pluto, about fucking black holes. I don't know. Talk about some other science shit. You're like into all this crazy physics stuff. I don't know. Like you were talking about infinite sources of energy once. I, that, I love that shit. I would love whole episodes about it. Okay. So that's a good idea. Also, you should have me on so we can talk about Homestar Runner. Because I fucking love Homestar Runner. And yeah. I know a lot of your audience grew up with that shit, too. And lastly, back to my friend B, all right? Don't listen to the movie seller, B. I don't want you as a listener. I don't want to hear your thoughts about my show. Because all we talk about on my art show is our opinions about movies. We don't talk about anything else. 
So if you don't want to know my experiences, if you don't want to know John's experiences, because John is a very nice and very kind man. If you don't want to hear about his experiences, you definitely don't want to hear my opinions. Because I'm an asshole. So, fuck you, B. Love you, Geekspiration. Ben and John. Can't wait to talk to you guys again. And I'm going to wrap this one up. Later. Oh, man. <laughs> Go Dan, our stalwart defender. Yeah, wow. <laughs> wow, it did not stop. Um, that was amazing. Thank you so much for that call, Dan. Um, he, he did it all. Wow. Um, so yeah, so more, more space stuff. I'm down to talk about space. I love space. Yeah. You'll have to, um, throw out some topics there that I can do some research on because yes, I, your eyes don't just glaze over. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I mean like I'm, <laughs> I'm nowhere near, uh, as competent with, uh, with space. Like my, my extent of space is from comic books. Like I've, I don't, I've, I haven't done like research on the hard science of space and, and whatnot. Like. If we wanted to talk about black holes, I could be like, oh, but actually, no, I, I can't even come up with an example <laughs> yeah, that right was now. It. You're out. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what's your opinion on Pluto? I'd be like, I could give it to you right now. <laughs> and that would be it. It's like, He's a dog? Eh, kind of small. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's do that. We got a suggestion. If if um, if we're asking for it, then we uh, we should go ahead and follow through. And I'm down to talk about Homestar Runner. I think you talked about that once in the yeah, past. Yeah, did we yeah, say we it on the show? I don't know. We oh, did okay. now. Yeah. Most of my experience with that has to do with the Trogdor universe. So I, I wasn't a big Homestar Runner kid, but when it came to Trogdor. Yeah, when it came to burninating the countryside, yeah, yeah. John was in. Yeah. So, yeah, once again, thank you so much, Dan. That was perfect. Bloodbath, we're 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 glad you're still listening. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't run away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, don't let Dan scare you off. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Like we, th this show is more about our opinions on things than it is about you know the hard facts about the things. But we try to have a good balance. And like with Disney, you know, like 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 we said in the beginning of the episode, like there's just so much shit out there that delves deeply into the creation of Disneyland that there was no way we could do it justice. And we, you know, we figured we would just talk more about our experience and our opinions. Yeah. We're not experts on Disneyland, but we are experts on our own opinions. Uh-huh. So, yeah. you know, stick to your wheelhouse. Yeah. Thank you folks for listening today. Um, you can find us on the social medias, Facebook, Geek Exploration, the podcast page, Twitter, Geek Explore Pod, Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast. You can drop us a line at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com, or you can do like Dan did so well and leave us one or two or three messages. See if you can top him. Um, but just <laughs> keep your, uh, your stopwatch ready because it will cut you off at three minutes, I believe. And you can call us there at a 916-ORC-TURD. That is 916-O-R-C-T-U-R-D. And uh, let us know what you think and suggest some topics or ask us for life advice. I would, I would be happy to give you life advice. And maybe we'll get a voicemail from Bloodbath. Uh, trash talking to Dan. Oh. We, could, we could start a little uh, proxy feud. <laughs> Let's please, can we please have a feud? Holy shit, that would be great. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, and if you enjoyed the show, uh, go drop us a review at Podchaser or Apple Podcast, uh, and, you know, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got swag at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. We're part of the Geekly Grind podcast network. 
And uh, go buy Space Oddities on Comixology or Drive Through Comics. Yeah, or shoot us an email and say you want a physical copy or a uh, sketched-on copy. We've got those options. Um, I'm about to have those up in my... Uh, in fact, I may actually... Oh, shit. No, I think I do. So if you want an online outlet for um, for the physical copies, I'd totally forgotten I did this. Um, you can go to... Um, beefymcstudley.bigcartel.com and on the studley it's l-e-y any any dashes or anything or just all one just all one um we've got the uh space oddities number one we've got space oddities number one blank cover with custom sketch and i've got two other illustrations on there that i was just posting up there as uh as figuring out my store so I'm going to be loading that up with a lot more stuff. Prints, original drawings, uh, sketch covers. Dick pics. Yes, that you can buy. Um, yeah, they're not unsolicited. And, yeah, they're NFTs. very solicited. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can go get it there. Awesome. Jeez. Now, are we doing Dan's defense of us a disservice by by playing it so cool? Or should we be like, yeah, B, eat a sausage. You get some kayfabe in there. Yeah. Is Dan is Dan not going to stick up for us in the future if we're just like, oh B, try not to be offended by that. Keep listening <laughs> to us, please. I really appreciate the support, Dan. You you say things that I cannot say on the air, but I may have said to Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and our theme song is Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Bye. Bye. Hello, Geek Explorers. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky. From video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics, and more, since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews weekly. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show has become a part of. If you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to the awesome commentary that John and Ben are serving up weekly on everything from Saturday morning cartoons nostalgia to recapping Disney's latest crazy announcements and much more. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe you have a new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geek's media menu. First, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a fantastic series that spotlights anime and manga, new and old. On Mondays, they review more recent releases, while Fridays are reserved for older titles. Anime not really your thing? How about comic books? Join Lance and Chris over at Comic Book Keepers as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. Maybe you're a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our partnership with Geek Exploration in the future. See you out in the Geekosphere.